0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. I'm Anthony Giuliano, and our guest tonight is a Sagamore of the Wabash recipient, an AdFed silver award medal winner, and a Journal-Gazette Fort Wayne Citizen of the Year, Larry Wardlaw. Larry, how you doing?
1: I'm fine, Anthony. How are you? I'm good. That's a lot of accolades. Did I miss any? Oh, I'm sure there's a couple things there that... Maybe we missed, but nothing really. <laughs> I think you are a most <laughs> highly decorated guest. Well, I, thank you for that compliment. I appreciate
0: it. <laughs> well, and and now you're here with me, so <laughs> I know no, this, is, this is a pleasure. I'm this, delighted. This is this is your trip back down to earth from it is the
1: stratosphere. Um, <laughs> so what's going on? How how are things? You've been vaccinated. I have. I'm at the appropriate age long ago, that I was qualified early on. So I got both of my vaccinations and I feel relatively safer I think most people are yeah and I certainly put in a word it's dropped the state has dropped just now to 45 45. yeah and uh so I would encourage everyone including youngsters like yourself (laughs) to do that because it's you know I was official even before it dropped to forty. Were you really? And I have mine
0: scheduled for April Fool's Day, which is appropriate. Appropriate. For me, Very yes. appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. Sure. Um, as we were discussing before uh, we hit record, we ask a few questions on this podcast about your career path, about the mm-hmm. company you work for and about some of the stuff you're working on as we speak. Um, We can go in whatever direction you would like, however. These often go to healthy digressions, sometimes unhealthy digressions, but uh, (laughs) I want to make good use of your time since you came all the way from across the hall to do this podcast. Yes, (laughs) I did. Yes. Well, if you haven't guessed already, Larry is a longtime Asher employee, so we'll talk a little bit about Asher Agency. But before we do that, I want to hear... How did you get to Asher? What were you doing? I know you grew up in Fort Wayne. Sure. Tell Native. us a little bit about that and where you went from there and how long you've been here and what that's been like.
1: Sure. Well, I grew up in Fort Wayne, as you said. I had um, a, a sibling, a twin sister, as a matter of fact. She and I uh, were uh, grew up here together together. Um, And uh, I went from there, um, well, not right from birth, but I I went through school, of course. I was um, going to
0: say, you're pretty advanced. I'm very advanced. It was
1: a a Concordia Lutheran High School. Um, Which used to be where uh, Indiana Tech is now? It is indeed. It was part of the Indiana Tech. Matter of fact, the major campus was the Concordia College. Okay. All right. In years before. And then there's a corner building on the diagonal. Mm Mm-hmm. That faces. Um, Is that the
0: Cunningham Business Center?
1: It's a, the Cunningham Business yeah. Center. Um, sits on that corner mm-hmm. diagonally, and that was our high school. Okay. That for um, for Concordia until they moved to the new location. I did move with the new location. Okay. Back in sixty four ish or something. Okay. So All right. Anyway, but um, I chose to stay um, here on in Fort Wayne and went to IPFW now known as Purdue Fort Wayne of course mm-hmm. and it was um as I look back on it now it was really a great choice mm-hmm. because I was um not sure what kind of work I wanted to do or what my major might be so I started out in education okay and ultimately ended up with a degree in education oh really I but, didn't know that uh well, speech and theater education—I uh-huh. should qualify okay. that because right. I really wanted to be a theater person.
0: And you were involved in theater in high school
1: uh, a little bit, yeah, but okay. more so in college. At, right. You know, at the um, again Purdue Indiana Theater, the yeah. Purdue Theater has a had a fairly good reputation sure. uh, for an academic theater. And um, as a matter of fact, I still stay in touch. We have a um, email group from those days that i stay in touch with people okay. from around the country who've done various theater things yeah. and stuff but at any rate i found that um i think sometimes you regret not taking that journey out of town sure because that made essentially my entire career in life has has been in fort Wayne. and at that stage i thought you know my friends were going off to new york and to other places to try to work in the business mm-hmm. and um driving cabs and waiting on tables. Yeah. (laughs) And then they found out they could drive cabs and wait on tables back in Fort Wayne, too. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, So, but I was very fortunate because out of that, um, right out of college, I did get um, a couple of part-time jobs. I was the youth theater director for the then-known-as-Civic Youth Theater. Now it's just the youth theater. Mm -hmm. And the um, business manager for the Arena Dinner Theater. Okay, all right. And that's how I sort of started out after college and then pursuing my theater interest. But um, candidly, I found out that that's not exactly the most lucrative field. Sure, sure. And I was doing two part-time theater jobs just to scratch out a living. Sure. And then I had this really rare opportunity, um, a wonderful... Fort Wayne legend herself, LaDonna Huntley, mm-hmm. and some of our older listeners might recognize that name, but LaDonna was a, a very community-involved person, and invited me or asked me to interview for a job in the, um, the mayor's office, and the mayor then was um, Bob Armstrong. Okay. And there was an opening in the um, marketing public relations department, mm-hmm. and LaDonna uh, sought me for that and um, selected me, okay. and so I ended up working in the mayor's office for a couple of years before um, we were defeated. Sure, um, he ran against Win Moses, and when Moses lost, um, and you were, poli- won, you, you were politely
0: say. shown the door, at that
1: and point. I was shown the door politely by <laughs> letter, as
0: what happens in which political
1: happens in politics. Circles, but it was yes. a wonderful education, It was okay. a wonderful experience, and I really strengthened my public relations skills by being in that office for those years and immediately went to the chamber of commerce Mm -hmm. and the chamber offered me a very similar job as the director of marketing and communications and membership and i did that um for five years okay and really enjoyed it but um this guy named tim borney Mm -hmm. whom you well remember was the founder of asher agency uh, came knocking on my door.
0: Now, did you know Tim? I did know Tim,
1: and he knew me because we had a, at that, while I was working at the chamber, um, Asher Agency was representing the Grand Wayne Center. Okay. And the Grand Wayne Center was not built yet, it was under construction. Okay.
0: So we've worked with the Grand Wayne pretty much since... It's we really have. Wow. okay, I didn't yeah, realize since that.
1: 1985 when okay. the Grand Wayne opened, but obviously they worked with him the year or two prior to that. Sure. And um, I was asked as a volunteer from the chamber to help work on the opening mm-hmm. uh, opportunities or activities, and that's where Tim and I sort of met indirectly. Okay. And then when he had an opening here at Asher and... There were only five employees then. Okay, <laughs> and when one the five left, uh, um, was that was when you opening. were hired? That they was all when left. I was yeah, hired. Yeah. They heard Larry's coming on Larry's board. I mean, so see how yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> but I was uh, fortunate enough to um, get an account executive job mm-hmm. with uh, uh, with Asher, mm-hmm. and thanks to Tim. And um, of course, Tim is is no longer with us. But um, I will credit Tim for certainly giving me that opportunity because I really was reticent to do that. Um, And, uh, you know, it's fun to think about Tim because obviously you knew him and had your own personal relationship with him as well as as I did. Um, But he would sneak into my office at the chamber and put postums in places like, you know, get out of this dump before (laughs) it's too late. And he would leave me all these terrible notes. And, um, Wisely, uh, probably about six months or eight months after I accepted the job, the director at the um, Chamber of Commerce left. Okay. And which meant everything was in turmoil. Sure. And office changes and people change. Yeah. So really, he gave me a a unique opportunity. Yeah. So you've been at Asher how many years now? 35 years this summer. Okay.
0: All right. So what have been some of the biggest changes? Obviously, you know, Tim was the founder, Tim was a presence here, and Tim's no longer with us, and we miss Tim. That's a big change, even in my relatively short period here at Asher. But what have been some of the biggest changes from your perspective?
1: Well, I think just the the entire industry, of course, that's true for anyone who works in any industry has changed dramatically in, you know, a 35-year span. Sure, Um, Our business, uh, the, the concept around our business is still the most important thing is the client. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that everything we do still evolves around the value of a client and what what we can do with them and for them. Yeah. But it's it's amazing the changes because technology was the change. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll never forget. We used to go to the chamber building, which is a few blocks away because um, when we needed to fax something, (laughs) Because Tim yeah. said we're not investing in a fax machine. Why would we need a fax machine? Yeah. So we didn't want to pay for that. So sure. we would run across the street and fax yeah. something. That that sounds like
0: Tim. That's and maybe very much. he was just ahead of his time, because now we don't really need fax machines. See, that's
1: right. He just didn't so. know how ahead of time yeah. <laughs> he was. <laughs> but technology really, as you well know, because you're really a very technical person and very skilled in that arena, um, just as gradually Changed our business, and then sort of dramatically the last probably ten years is sure. just a, a really big change. Yeah, um, yeah. The kids laugh when I talk about the creative department because we were so small, we kind of all worked together. Yeah. Um, but we used to um, have to drive over to the typesetters, mm-hmm. yeah, and get type, yeah. and bring it back yep. to the artist who would cut it out with an exacto knife and paste in. The type, yeah, much like the you know the days of Gutenberg with <laughs> the printing press. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: probably in technology standpoint, closer to Gutenberg than where we are to today. Closer to Gutenberg
1: than we are today. It's just yeah. phenomenal to think that we had to actually paste type. Yeah. Down. Well, I just was talking to someone the other day uh,
0: that you know I was the internet was a post college phenomenon for me, mm-hmm. and the first computer I had at work was not a graphical interface. You would have something on the screen and you would print it and hope that it turned out like you wanted it to turn (laughs) out. So, so we are, we are both uh, showing our age for sure, but yeah, yeah. So um, in in terms of, let's, I want to talk about a different facet of your career because I know it's important to you. You've been obviously named Fort Wayne citizen of the year. That means you've been involved as a volunteer. You've been involved in civic endeavors. You've been involved in theater How did you get involved in all that stuff, and why did you? Why have you stayed involved over the years? Why is that important to you?
1: Well, it's um, sort of instinctively important for me to sort of be involved in the community Mm -hmm. because, um, again, having lived and grown up here all of my life, um, there there's a there's a value in working in community activities, and it's um, a little selfishly, it's a value that I. it it fulfills me in lots of ways Uh, hopefully that some of the things that i've done have helped others in the Mm -hmm. organizations that i've been involved with yeah but candidly it it does give you a great deal of satisfaction and um, value and opportunities to do things um and one of the cultures that i've always felt ever since really being at the chamber um and even the mayor's office was that um what your responsibility is to be involved in the community in some activities, yeah. and we—I was encouraged yeah. to do that. And here at Asher, there's a there's a culture that encourages us to be involved in community, um, be that whatever it is. Um, that brings some. Depth to the agency as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot of our people are involved in a number of different ways. They are and it's, it's interesting to see where people's passions lie. You know, mm-hmm. throughout the years, we've had people involved in, uh, you know, in, in issues related to animals, issues related to kids. So, um, interesting, different facet mm-hmm. of, of what's mm-hmm. what's important to people. So, when people ask you to describe Asher. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and be as candid as you want. All right. Uh, what do you say when people are like, "What's this place Asher like?" And, and how has that changed over the years, if at all?
1: Well, one of the consistencies at Asher for me over the years is the um, the the synergy of the staff, mm-hmm. the ability for the staff to not be so siloed that we somebody does the creative, somebody does media, somebody does public relations, yep. and maybe we don't. In some agencies or some organizations, that doesn't uh, connect. Yeah, And we're not that way. I mean, Asher is very much um, a collaborative kind of experience. And that's what I really like about it is because you're not always, as you know, it's an uh, account service isn't always welcome in the creative department. <laughs> But at least, well, it depends
0: on which one of us walks well, in. You're probably a lot more welcome than well, I, I am. Well, I don't know
1: that for a fact. <laughs> but, uh, but because you do, as an account person, represent ultimately the client, Yeah. That your voice needs to be there too. But that's what I find about our departments. They're very receptive to yeah. what you have to bring to the table for and about the client. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, the, I've always said that you're the voice of the client to the agency and the voice of the agency to the client. And mm-hmm. that can be a delicate balancing mm-hmm. act. I remember when, I don't know if you remember this, but when, before I came to Asher, I reached out to you and I said, okay, tell me the real story. And you said, there's two things you need to know. Occasionally, Tim will drive you nuts. Mm-hmm. And the creative folks can be a little sensitive mm-hmm. <laughs> and those two things have stuck with me I, over the years
1: and those have been consistent absolutely over the years until Tim passed. but um but yeah i mean there but there's always that that interesting yeah. mix one yeah. of your um previous guests and a good friend of yours and a client of ours brian um Englehart, who did work for mm-hmm. us at yep. one point um and i know he's had he's done a podcast with you um but he called me prior to coming to Asher 2 and asked, you know, what's what's this place like? And I gave him similar comments, yeah. but he still came. <laughs> and he came to work for us, and I was delighted he did. And, of course, now he's um, at Indiana Tech in yeah. that role. So. Yeah,
0: so so you're kind of like the godfather. Before people started <laughs> Asher, they call you and...
1: Check it out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Well, um, I, I'd also like to talk about... Um, you know the, the how do you balance all this stuff? Because over the years, you know there's times when you've been involved in multiple nonprofit organizations as a volunteer, you're working at Asher, you're doing theater stuff. How do you make all that work together?
1: Well, not I mean, not unlike you. I mean, you're a busy guy and you're in lots of things and involved in things as well. So you just make time mm-hmm. in your schedule for that. Um, but again, those community involvements that I have. Have really sort of um, uh, filled for me the, uh, some life experiences that you know I, I'm, I'm single, um, and it puts me in a position where I you know sometimes have more time to yeah. do evening meals or meals. <laughs> I do evening <laughs> meals too often. Sometimes I eat. evening meals. I, I sometimes do that, <laughs> but weekend things and and I I have a more open schedule yeah. and. Um, and you just make time and of course some of those things working at civic theater or youth theater mm-hmm. over the years on the board yeah is a, it's a passion i've liked sure. it yeah. um but then other boards have provided me opportunities that it's always good to say yes to a board that maybe you have no real connection with necessarily or yeah. an awareness of and you learn so much about the community yes. i've served on the um as you may know the metro human relations commission yes. yeah And many mayors ago, I was appointed to that commission Mm -hmm. by Mayor Graham Richard, which goes way back. And I'm still serving on that commission today. But it brought a a real depth of understanding about our community and and an important part of our community because Metro's role is to... obviously protect individuals or assist individuals where there's discrimination in housing or yeah. in employment. And, uh, it opened my eyes to a lot of things that I didn't realize might have been going on in the community Yeah, and in a small way, maybe helping make that better. Yeah. So how many years with Metro altogether? We calculated this, I think the other day, it looks like it's about 14. Okay. All right. And I was just reappointed this year. Um, Okay. By our current mayor, Tom Henry. So. All right.
0: Well, and and one of the things that I believe to be true is that serving on a nonprofit board is an exercise in learning what you don't know about that organization. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, when I started with trails, I thought I knew quite a bit about trails and I figured out I knew about one percent of what I needed to know and still don't know as much as I would like to, but you learn as you go. So you yeah. do, and yeah. I think
1: you know that's an excellent example because you do learn from that. Again, it's that exchange. Hopefully you're providing some uh, value to that organization, but again, you're getting value back from that organization. For sure, for sure.
0: So, you know, one of the things I typically ask our guests is to talk about what they're working on, and I'd like to hear a little bit about that. But I'd also like to hear, this is a big question, what are some of the most meaningful things you've been involved in? If you could pick, you know, three things over the course of your career. It could be a project at Asher, it could be something in the community, it could be a theater project. So you can tell us if you want, what are you working on now that's meaningful to you? Or you can skip that and go to, you know, the bigger question, whatever you want.
1: Well, that's a complicated <laughs> question. That's... Uh. that's
0: as you can tell, I'm still learning how to do this. Well, you're doing it
1: very well. My, my compliments. Well, thank um, you. No, I, I. It's over the course of of my career. It's just it's almost hard to select yeah. something specifically. Um, I, I think some of the the major things. Uh, of course, as I mentioned, Metro has just been kind of a real important part for me. Yeah. Um but again that's a that's a a volunteer opportunity sure but um i think we we've worked uh the 4 Wayne international airport Mm -hmm. is is an example of a client that i've worked on for many years and now as as time i'm really moved into a part-time role here Mm -hmm. at asher and there's a wonderful katie maheron who is a wonderful yeah uh, A.E. here yep. and is working on the account. We're kind of working yeah. on it together. But She's
0: one of the people who, when she walks in the
1: creative department, they smile and they're glad to talk to her, oh, unlike I you Oh, so. yeah, I think so, unlike us. Yes, yes <laughs> of course. I can't imagine why that would be. I know why it is, but <laughs> we, we won't say. But um, the airport, it's been watched. You know, you can talk about, people say, well, the airport's just the airport, but there's been a real evolution mm-hmm. in our airport, and I yeah. think in the leadership and what's happened there, it's been pretty Im- pretty unique um yeah. that we as a community this size still have a regional airport that that really connects us with anywhere in the world yeah well it's one of the things
0: that it's really interesting to me and this has been an evolution over the time i've been here because so i moved here in 94 okay. and there was a time when there wasn't much going on in fort wayne and at that time you know i I I really moved to Fort Wayne after my son was born, so it was. I've been in Northeast Indiana for that entire time, but moved here after my son was born, so it's been about 21 years, and to see how Fort Wayne has changed. I mean, when I first moved here, it was a nice mid-sized city, but there, it's completely different today, and it's really interesting coming from a big city. How well the airport shows up, you know that people come in and they're like, "Wait a minute, somebody gave me a cookie on the way." Out I know and they picked me up in a you know little pedicab or not a pedicab, but a little you know car to take me because it was raining. Um, not the experience you have <laughs> at my home, my former home airport, Logan Airport. Um, you know, and and I've always said I love that I can get from my home to the airport and through security in about
1: 20 minutes. Exactly. Yeah, it's 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 the convenience factor, it's yeah. the comfort factor, it's the safety factor, it's all of those kinds of things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been in Logan and quite frankly, you have to protect your cookies. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah. an easy airport. Yeah. So, it's it, it it's uh, they're playing off of that opportunity yeah. of of comfort and safety and and convenience as you point out is really important.
0: Yeah, and it's really great when you come home that you're 10 minutes from home. home instead
1: of a couple hours.
0: Yeah. So what else? What other projects stand out to you either now or over the years? <laughs> they were doing a retrospective apparently. A retrospective. <laughs> I'm trying to think.
1: It's, it's it is difficult because there were just so, there's so many things that that we were involved in. Yeah. Um, over the years yeah um,
0: and, and you've met a lot of really great people I've seen your your wall of fame who are some of the most interesting people you've had the chance to meet over the years
1: well thanks again to the agency business I think um, we as on the public relations side of our business which is where um, I spent a good deal of my time here too uh, we would book particular celebrities in for events mm-hmm. for yeah. clients um, and that we would be hired to work with the client specifically yeah. for that. Shirley Jones was was one of the, one of our favorites. And a, Shirley
0: Jones was Partridge family, she, correct?
1: Well, to you youngsters, yes, but to some of us oldsters. <laughs> I thought people, that was going to be too old for most people no. as a reference. Shirley Jones, who is still with us, um, was um, a great Broadway star. Okay, um, Music man okay. and uh, shows like that. So yeah. she, she had a wonderful Broadway career. Sure, And we brought... Um, we were representing Comcast, the mm-hmm. cable company, um, and they—they have—they um, added AMC to their lineup, mm-hmm. and she was the spokesperson for them. so okay. she, We brought her in, and we had a nice evening and showed a film at the embassy, and, and I had the opportunity to sort of MC that, yeah. and spend some time with her, and that was fun. But um, we brought Captain Kangaroo, okay, in all right, and the captain. It was either Bob Keeshan, which was his real name, or he was Captain. But he would not do both. If he were dressed (laughs) as Bob Keeshan, which he is, he really did not want people to think of him as the Captain. Okay, and it's very hard not to just when I would see him to say, "It's Captain Kangaroo," (laughs) you know, with you know, Mister Green Jeans and Bunny Rabbit, and um, but he was an interesting guest, as was Art Linkletter. I have a um, great friend, I say a friend, I mean, he is really a friend because we went to college together, well, part part of college together, he's younger than I am, but I directed him in those early years, Dan Butler. Mm -hmm. And Dan was um, Bulldog on Fraser. Most people remember that particular role. And he's since gone on to do a lot of uh, good work on Broadway and in theater and uh, very successful, so.
0: Now, did you meet Janet Leigh because the the one of the things that Larry Wardler is known for is that he has an autographed shower curtain from Janet Leigh
1: who of course was in Psycho Well Janet Janet Leigh is um you're right I didn't ne- I never met her okay um I bought her shower curtain at an auction for the um <laughs> Cinema centered because yeah. Not a was,
0: sentence that you hear
1: very often. No, it isn't. Yeah, and nobody was bidding on it, so I raised my hand, okay. and suddenly I spent hundred and fifty dollars for a shower curtain <laughs> with Janet Lee's signature on it. Yeah, but it motivated me to convert an entire bathroom in my house to Janet Lee. So okay, and I have autographed photos from her and other kinds of things, a memorabilia. Yeah, again, unfortunately, I never had the opportunity to meet her. Okay.
0: All right. well, I never knew that story. so mm-hmm. that's that's. And anyone else, anyone else who comes to mind as you know someone you've met that was memorable for, for maybe good reasons or not so good reasons? Well, they're
1: just there were just such interesting people because of your involvement with other organizations. yes, yeah. um, I don't know whether you remember a person named um Carl Perkins. yeah, and he was the animal kingdom person. Yeah. Well, I'd never met him, but I met his lovely wife, okay. who was a spokesperson for the American Cancer Society, so you know you just you never know where you're going to meet someone who's interesting and fun and and fun to know, so yeah, but those are some of the some of the selected folks off of that ego wall yeah. at home. Yeah. Well,
0: and my only
1: experience
0: that's anything like that, It's uh, my experience is mostly very boring, but I did help Roy Firestone put on his bow tie before an event one time. So that's my claim. Well, to that. that's something. And 99% of the people listening to this are saying, who's Roy what Firestone that? and what's a bow tie? <laughs> but in any case, um, all right, so I want to switch to the sort of short answer part of the show. Um, <laughs> if if you, you've had a, a long and successful, we, we joke around, but you've had a very successful career. You've done a lot of things that people would love to do. What's your best piece of career advice? If there was someone here, you know, just starting at Asher or someone who starting out in the community, was new to the community and kind of just getting started, what would you say to them about having a successful career, being fulfilled in your career, all that stuff, what do you think the key to that is? The
1: the key, the the immediate reaction I have to that, Anthony, would be that don't hesitate to do whatever it is that somebody suggests that you do. Okay. I think that... (laughs) Within reason. Within reason, of course. (laughs) Yeah. But I think there are people who sort of have sort of a, a vision of what they might like to do or want to do or have a career path that they want and avoid... Opportunities where it may not be, obviously, your career path, and I think you can well understand yep, that in sure. your own personal career, but you start out in a path, as I said, I wanted to be a theater person. And yep. it turns out that after all of these years, I've really probably done more of a theatric had more of a theatrical experience than even some of my friends who yep. graduated and went on and were directing theater or acting around the country. Because theater, for me, was... Um, you know being an account person yeah is um, you're presenting and sure at a a pitch or a meeting you know you're you're performing yeah so um, just don't ever turn down an opportunity to try something that you've never done
0: yeah yeah Uh, well and it's there's so much pressure put on people to figure it out early I know a lot of people who you know obviously they don't broadcast this, but who are kind of miserable in their career because they decided what they were going to be at 21 and have stuck with it even if they didn't like it. So, you know, I think it's important I do believe it's bad advice to say, follow your passion and you'll never work a day in your life. That's just not true. No. Follow your passion and you'll work every day in your life. But there is something to be said for getting fulfillment from the type of work you're doing more than a paycheck or prestige or some of those things that I've never enjoyed. <laughs> I appreciate
1: that. Me too. Yeah, But yeah. no, I think that, that's that's really a good, very, very valid point. So... Typically, I ask people to give a quick description
0: of the organization they work for, but instead, I'm going to ask you: mm. Why have you stayed at Asher so long?
1: I, I I go back to a comment we had earlier. I made earlier about the culture. I think the culture of Asher, um, and the and the freedom of being at Asher, and and the opportunities. Of the culture is obviously being encouraging us to work and do other things so we get experiences. Yeah. So I've never when always checked it out, but when I had the opportunity to be on a board or whatever in the community, I would is this okay? Yeah. And there was always a support for that here. Yeah. It was like, yeah, be on the Civic Theatre or be you know, be on the American Cancer Society board or whatever it is. Um again that was that's really valuable that the we we encourage that kind of culture.
0: Yeah, and I think that's been a through line, certainly in the time that I've been here. We, we joke about Tim and his quirks, but he was really someone who had a heart for service and encouraged <laughs> people to do that. <laughs> his brother Tom did it and and modeled it, like Tim, with some of the things he did, and Absolutely. now that's passed down to Kara, where she's involved in organizations and really encourages people to be involved, you know, obviously to make new connections, but also to kind of make sure that um, we have that outlet for our passions, mm-hmm. understanding people are not one dimensional. And the more you do, the more fulfilled you'll be in, in what you do most of the time, which is your work. Sure. So, yeah. All right. I have one more question for you. So I mentioned at the outset, all these accolades you've received, mm-hmm. what's been most meaningful for you? Was it, was it one of those, you know, times when you were recognized or was it something else that stands out and why?
1: Well I, I probably have to um say the citizen of the year mm-hmm. was probably um a, a, one of the most significant things for me and it was very humbling to receive that and uh the awareness of that because you know it is uh, the Journal Gazette the uh, our now only paper in Fort Wayne yeah. um awards that every year to someone or someone's mm-hmm. um and that was just um I was I was stunned and I was um, humbled and and flattered to have been asked, and that that probably was just kind of a neat highlight because I have such a respect for then Craig um, Klugman, who was the mm-hmm. um, publisher, yeah, or editor, pardon me, of the yeah. paper, and Julie Inskey, who's the publisher, was, and it was to be recognized in that capacity, and um, it, it that was that was really neat.
0: Yeah, and and how was that? What was the process to select that? Was it the editorial board? It's the
1: editorial board. Okay. The paper each year um, makes that selection, or, or submits names, or collects names and submits names. And um, and again, I was quite shocked when I when I received that call. Yeah. And uh, it so you was had no idea that was coming. Not at all. Huh. I mean, I was, I was only. I mean. I, before it was printed, I knew. <laughs> yeah, because they they took photographs. Yeah,
0: they, you didn't want just to sh- have a photographer show up at your just house. Just show
1: up there and what's going on? So. Yeah, but yeah, it was uh, it was it was quite a surprise.
0: Yeah, and and obviously, I asked you to pick the most meaningful one. But what about the Sagamore or the Wabash? Because that, for those who don't know, that is the highest honor given an Indiana citizen by the governor. W- was that something you were surprised? Now to that have... was
1: a total surprise. Yeah total surprise because there was a you gathering you thought you were just going to henry's i was going to henry's so was that henry's I yeah think, as i recall you were there yes and a staff and some of my closer friends were invited and i showed up at a late afternoon at henry's for what i thought was a staff get together yeah. and then this award was presented and you're right i mean it is a and again i'm i'm humbled by that because there are a number of great people and wonderful people in the state that i know sure who've received that award and i'm glad to again happy to be included in that list of sagamores
0: yeah speaking of henry's we had talked at one point about having a couple drinks while we were doing that and we we missed that opportunity
1: we should have
0: but in some respects it probably
1: would have gone on for like four hours it could have yeah Yeah. had, had we been serving beverages here that would have been Yeah, it would have been fun for you and me, but we would have lost all four of our (laughs) listeners during that process.
0: All right, so what else do you want people to know? What else is on your mind? Anything?
1: Not really, other than um, I would encourage everyone to, um, I'm 72, be 73 this summer, um, and I'm still working. Mm -hmm. And I think I would encourage everyone to not put a time frame on work Mm As if you know, this magic number of sixty five happened, yeah. I think, in the Roosevelt days when social security was done and they knew everybody was gonna die when they were sixty five, <laughs> so they weren't gonna have to pay them anyway. Um but I think continuing to be involved in work or and community service yeah. is probably the most thing most important thing to keep you active and uh and healthy. Yeah, and stay
0: engaged and the Good thing, I think, that I see reflected in you is you can kind of pick your spots when you get older and Mm -hmm. say, you know yeah, I want to work, but not necessarily 60 hours a week. And yes, I want to work, but here's where I think I can add the most value. And certainly I think one of the great things about your tenure at Asher and certainly your position now is being a mentor to some of our younger people and helping them understand changes in the industry and give them a perspective. And sometimes it's just on a bad day helping them understand that very little is terminal other than death. And if a client's mad at you, you just got to muddle through and you'll be fine in a couple of days that's, down the that's road. That's
1: very, very true. Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely the case. Yeah. And I do enjoy it like you do. I enjoy having the opportunity to I, mentor, maybe it's a strong word, but I mean <laughs> to, to encourage or support younger members of our staff
0: yeah for sure well and i appreciate the role you've played in my development over the years because had i not had that conversation back in 1994 i think it was no sorry 2004 i might never have come here and it's
1: been a great experience well i can speak for asher maybe but as a almost retired person part-time that it was I'm really glad you said yes and came to answer. <laughs> <laughs> well
0: me too. Well, Larry, this has been as it usually is when we sit across a table from each other at a safe social distance. This has been a pleasure. Thank you for sharing your story with us and I'm glad that we've had the opportunity to work together.
1: Well thank you. And me as thanks. Well.
0: And thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another great guest and we hope you'll join us then.